1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another installment of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I am your host, Michael C. And on this podcast, we talk all about the wife-sharing lifestyle, be it cuckolding, hot as well as some of the BBC interracial lifestyle thrown in just to keep things interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. This is a special time for me. I'm actually in Houston right now uh, for Splash Mocha. Uh, some of you are aware of it. Some of you listening may even be here or on your way here. For those of you who do not know, Splash Mocha is a lifestyle event that is uh, geared towards women and couples who enjoy playing with black men. It's like a three-day uh, hotel takeover event. And this particular time, it happens to be in Houston. And uh, one of our more famous residents who calls Houston home is the wonderful Miss Scarlett. Why not you say Hello.
0: Hello. Famous, I think, is a little bit of an overstatement. Hey, hey, you're you're famous to us.
1: (laughs) And uh, so she's here uh, with me at Splash, sitting here in the flesh, in all her glorious flesh, with her proud slut sister shirt on. And um, we're going to be talking to you guys today. I couldn't let this opportunity pass without uh, doing a live uh, He Said, She Said episode. And it was one particular topic that I really wanted to get her thoughts on and share it with my listeners um, and that is the idea of a, a woman being a kink dispenser. Now this is not a term that I came up with. If many of you recall, uh, a few months ago, I did an episode with mistress J and she was the first person that I heard use that term. So I'm definitely copying it. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who may be asking yourself, well, what is a kink dispenser? Uh, We're going to go all into that. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll have a better idea of what it is. And the purpose of this is just to get people asking themselves a question. You know, am I guilty of doing this? Do I make my partner feel this way? Does my partner do this to me? Does he make me feel that way? So uh, without any further ado, we're going to jump right into it. So uh, Scarlett, for those who may be wondering, okay, what the hell is, a kink dispenser. How would how would you explain it from a woman's point of view?
0: So to start, I guess with the definition of a kink dispenser, I would say it is a, a woman in relationship who has ventured into discussing fetishes, kinks, with their partner, and and deciding to pursue that. Either in you know that's going to happen in monogamous relationships and non monogamous relationships. And as this couple progresses and moves forwards and talking about what turns them on, what their preferences are, things they'd like to experience, it, it becomes a very male-dominated conversation by the male part of the couple. And he uh, gives uh, a different kind of kink or a different kind of fetish that he wants to, he may, you know, want to get pegged. And she goes, oh, that sounds exciting, I'll do that. Or he may want to, you know, be tied up. Or he, may, I mean, it happens a lot. I think in 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 the submissive space for men, mm-hmm. it's like I think when men get to the point where they can finally share these desires, it's like a dam breaks and all of these desires come flooding in. I want to experience this. I want to experience this. I want. And so, as the woman, it's it, it she becomes a dispenser for all of these various kinks. Uh, you know that are usually ever changing, and so she, she is kind of like the vessel through which he can experience these, uh, you know, various kinks. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the definition that I would give it. And I've experienced this myself, and I've also you know talked with other couples that experience it. I think it's a very very common thing.
1: No, absolutely. And just to kind of give people an idea of how it kind of ties into what we're talking about and why it's a problem. It is what happens is these men who have these thoughts and have these feelings. It's almost like a light switch in that they turn them on and they use their wife or their partner to get that itch scratched, that particular kink. And then and they're all into it, like in the moment they're they're into it. They're encouraging her. You know, they they, they want her to be a part of it. And then once they get that itch scratched, the light switch goes off. Mm -hmm. And now they're not interested anymore, Mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes they may get upset when she remains interested in it after they've already turned the switch off, Mm -hmm. you know. And then she may stop thinking about it. And then the, the switch comes on again, and they're back at it. And it's just this constant back and forth. And it's, it's a very unsure time for her because she doesn't know whether she's coming or going because he's constantly changing. There's, there's no consistency. And that's why I said the purpose of this, uh, this episode was just to get people thinking about it and asking themselves, do I do that? Do I subject my partner to this type of behavior? And there may be w- women listening who have been fighting and trying to figure out Exactly what it is about all of this that bothers them, so they may hear this and say, "That's it. That's how I feel." And so, you know, the purpose of this was to talk about it and shed light on it, and hopefully, you know, you know, get people to answer these questions. Um, I guess some people may ask, "Well, wh- what is it that would cause a guy to do this?" And I'm just speculating on this because. It's not something that I do myself, but I have talked to numerous couples where it's it's a part of their dynamic and where it happens. And it's almost like it's almost like they're only into this when they're turned on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? I, I, there was an episode that I had done a while ago. And that was the one where the husband was like, hey, you know, when you have these thoughts, rub one out. Seriously. And, you know, when you do it, just keep. And if you if you still have these thoughts, this desire to be in this lifestyle, what did he call it? Uh, Post come clarity. Yeah, post not clarity. Yeah, Yeah. post not clarity. If you still have the desire to pursue this lifestyle after you've come multiple times, if your interest is still there, then that's that's a good sign. And I think that that's something that is present. And a lot of these men that treat their wives like kink dispensers is they didn't do that. Mm. Because if they did, they would realize that their interest only seems to exist when they're turned on. Mm-hmm. And we want people to understand just how damaging this is to a woman. Because when you don't have any consistency, I've equated it to the feeling of if you've ever tried to stand on a ball you know volleyball basketball beach ball football any kind of ball just the unstableness of it you know it's it's very difficult to to keep your balance and keep yourself upright and that is how these men make these women feel now I know that you said something about having experienced it yourself. Can you would you mind talking a, a little bit about it about yeah, what it what it did to you?
0: I think that you know and please please realize too that when we're talking about kink dispensing, it I think that people can get confused between talking about and exploring kinks together as a couple um, trying new things, exploring, having novel experiences, that's all well and good. What we're talking about is a specific pattern that, like you said, Michael, kind of exposes itself over time where there's these hard shifts between, yes, I want this. I mean, and we can talk about it, yes, I want you to cuckold me. Yes, I want that. I want it intensely. These are the messages that the woman is getting, and that's the messages I got when we were in the first few months of our cuckolding dynamic. And, you know, sexual desires are are extremely pervasive. And so in the moment, you know, whether it's, you know, I want to try being locked in chastity for a week, I want to try, you know, and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And then, all of a sudden, the desire just cuts off. And it's like, okay, well, I would like to not be in this cage right now. And it's like, hmm, well, I would like to keep you in it because mm-hmm. we said one week. And so, if if you're not prepared, and it because the fervency of, of, like, my cuck telling me, yes, I want this. I want to lock myself up for you. Like, you believe him. It's fervent. Oh, yeah. But... When it comes to, you know, that post-nut clarity or realizing, you know, this isn't the exact experience I thought it was going to be. It's not as arousing as I thought it was going to be. And I think that's a really apt metaphor that you made because women are socialized to meet the sexual needs of our partner. And when (laughs) those needs change every few days based on what porn you're watching or what fucking strikes your fancy... That can be an absolutely exhausting, energy depleting scenario for women. And I think this is why a lot of women say, nope, not interested in any of this anymore because you have run me through the gambit of different things that you want to try and it's something new every week and I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm done. And so, you know, and I know a lot of women after experiencing that, and I mean, I'm at this place. The only kink I'm dispensing is my fucking kink. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not to say that I don't, you know, want to make my lover's fantasies come true. And, and it's very important to me that he is engaged and turned on by what I'm turned on. But in my dynamic, my kink is is what's important and what's elevated. Um, And I think that's what's so kind of counterintuitive about this is because a lot of times it's men with submissive desires they go through this kink dispensing phase, this rapid cycle of different mm-hmm. things that turn them on. And it's 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 almost counterintuitive because uh, like some people call it topping from the bottom,
1: right? Right.
0: You're wanting to dictate what happens to you and yet, oh goddess, you just do whatever you want. It's like, no, 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 that is not going to work. And so there is that period of equaling out to where what I'm doing is turning me on. It's turning him on. And he knows that I've got him taken care of. I'm going to fulfill his needs. So that's that's kind of how the scales equalize after a period of, of kink dispensing. You hope at least, right? Because right. if not, she's probably just going to be disinterested and exhausted from the whole thing. So it is something that's important to consider. Are we doing this? And how do we break out of this kind of rapid cycle of patterns and reach a place where we're more
1: consistent? when i when I hear people talk about it and I see couples going through it there there's a lot of selfishness mm. there's a lot of selfishness on the part of the husbands who do this in other words, it's all about what they want and and when they want it and what's so What makes that so damaging to, you know, couples that are walking the cuckold path, because you mentioned that Mm -hmm. it's, it's, sometimes there are those submissive desires in there. Right. And that's another part of this conversation that we'll get to. But women are constantly told how cuckolding is this beautiful dynamic where the woman is the focal point and the husband gets this pleasure out of seeing her happy. Mm Mm-hmm. But yet this, her husband is behaving selfishly t- towards her, you know, and that's, that, that can be very confusing. Like, wait very a minute. Confusing. I I thought that I was supposed to be your, your focus, but yet you're almost trying to bend me to your will. And, mm-hmm. you know, you want this, how you want it and when you want it, like, when do I get to do it my way, right. you know, kind of thing. And. I can only imagine how mixed of a message that must be, you know, uh, to a wife to get when her husband professes to want this, but there's no there's no consistency there. And to go back to what you mentioned earlier about the submissive part, would you say that there's a certain amount of guilt that's associated with it? Like they almost like they're almost like ashamed. Mm -hmm. Like when they're turned on, they're into it. And then that post-nut clarity comes in and it's like this letdown of almost like they're beating themselves up about it, Mm -hmm. but they're taking it out on their wife, Mm -hmm. you know, because they haven't come to grips with their own feelings. What do you think about that? Well, because
0: if he's using her as a kink dispenser and he has shame surrounding his sexual desire, who is he going to point that shame towards? Was he going to you know, externalize that too, is the kink dispenser, right? So that's, that's the really hard thing. And this is what can cause a lot of conflict in relationships that really um, can really damage someone's experience in lifestyle or in exploring any kink that they're exploring. Um, That's the real piece that makes kink dispensing so, so unfortunate is that you know, if you are experiencing shame surrounding your sexual desires, work through that in kink aware therapy, you know, work through that with community work through that with like minded peers, you know, don't decide, oh, I'm just going to put that all aside. And I've decided I really do like it. And you know, I'm gonna bring this back up to my wife, and we're going to do this. And it's all going to be different this time. Well, if you haven't done that work, And you're still treating her like a kink dispenser and not like a full and complete sexual being who is, you know, in cuckolding in charge of her own sexual destiny. And you are along for the ride of that. If you if you don't do that, then, you know, you're going to get the same result and it's going to be unfulfilling for all parties. And I know that it's it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. It's a long process. And. But it is so worthwhile because having that consistency, I know from a woman's perspective, it's going to make a world of difference in whether or not she's going to want to make this her own and share all of it with you. You you, you know, it's, you're not going to get that with just saying, I'm really horny tonight, you know, and, and I know we said we weren't going to do this anymore, but let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just going to frustrate her. So doing that work is the piece. Get off that, that roller coaster, you know.
1: No, absolutely. Um, and like I said, this this episode is not about giving all the answers because we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely it's, not. It's it's different for every couple, right? But what we did want to do was to open up the dialogue, and you know, get couples to have that conversation. Because here's the thing: if you're a husband, boyfriend, partner, whatever. If you're doing this, even if she doesn't say anything, trust me, she's resenting you for it. She hates the fact that you do this. Even if she can't put her finger on what it is you're doing, she hates the fact that you're inconsistent. That she never knows, you know, whether you're coming or going or I don't know if he's into it this week. You know, I've had I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with wives where it's like, well, how are things going? They're like, well, this week, it's fine. (laughs) Last week. Yeah, he he could have cared less, you know. Next week he'll probably won't care again, you know. And it's like they're not on the same page. So when he's not in the mood or he's out of that, you know, frame of mind, she's trying little things because she thinks that's what he wants. But right. this week it's not what he wants, right. and so now her attempts at trying to embrace this are met with, um, with resistance. Mm -hmm. And now she's like, well, what am I doing wrong? When she's not doing anything wrong, it's him being inconsistent, Mm -hmm. but that's how she takes it. What am I doing wrong? I, I thought, I thought this was what you wanted, you know, whether it's, you know, how many times have you heard of a husband, you know, trying to get his wife to, interact with the bull and reach out and do this and do that when he's on that high mm-hmm. and then when he's no longer on that high and she does it now he's getting mad because she reached out to a bull like what the fuck
0: yeah now he's jealous or insecure you know what I'm
1: saying like you just spent all this time trying to get her to do that and now when you're not in the mood and she does it now you're getting angry with her and now when you get back in the mood again now you're upset because she's not taking initiative and it's like dude do you do you see what you're doing mm-hmm. Do you see how confusing this shit is? Yeah. You know, so um
0: well, you've talked about like the yo-yo effect oh, before. Yeah. You know, we we've we've kind of talked at length about what is behind some of these things. And I do want to extend compassion to any husbands or or male partners who are listening to this. They are also on that roller coaster ride, right? They sometimes don't understand themselves why they are so apt to um, be so hot and cold with some of their sexual desires. So I want to extend compassion. Like, I, I understand that as well. And that's why I'm empowering those men to do the work to integrate this into your life without shame, um, and that doesn't mean that you have to be on all the time. That doesn't mean that you have to be in your dynamic 24-7. You're going to, you know, live your life and your lifestyle is going to be part of your sex life. But what I, if, if that consistency isn't established, it stands much less of a chance Like your lifestyle experience is not going to be the fullness of what it could be, which is so funny because you're fervently pursuing Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're on. It's like, oh, my God, I want to get pegged and I want to cross dress and I want my wife to go fuck five dudes. And it's like, yes, 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 yes. And then all of a sudden, like a faucet, that's off. And, you know, I I just think the the beauty of having a more well-rounded lifestyle. I mean, we're at Splash Mocha, you know. Things happen here that are just incredible and all sorts of fantasies are fulfilled. And so set goals for yourself. You know, I'd like to go to Splash Mocha or I'd like to go to another lifestyle event. And I think setting those goals is a good idea as well to stop the kink dispensing because you know you've got this thing coming up and we can work on building towards that, not, you know, having these high and low moments during the middle of the week. When we all have a million things going on Mm -hmm. in a very busy lives. So that's another suggestion I think that might help. But um, it's really interesting because when you break out of this pattern, it is so much better. You're going to have more fulfilling experiences than you're like kind of fervently trying to make happen. If you can just let it happen, let it flow, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts on kink dispensing and how to get out of that pattern and start having more authentic experiences that are less forced.
1: No, that's that's very very sound advice mm-hmm. and I guess in 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 conclusion cuz like I said this was I knew this was going to be uh, a shorter episode. But if you're a couple listening to this, have that conversation, yeah. you know, as a man ask yourself how consistent am I? Right. You know, do I stay on brand with the message I'm trying to send my wife, my girlfriend, my partner? And and be honest. Like, that's probably the most important mm-hmm. thing is, is be honest about it. If you're fucking up, admit that you're fucking up. And maybe try to get her to understand why you're inconsistent. Like, tr- trust her with that information.
0: Yeah,
1: Trust the, the same way that you want her to trust you that this will not... Destroy your relationship. Mm. Trust her with that information. Trust her with, hey, this is why I struggle with this. This is why I go back and forth, and show that willingness to overcome it. Because I guarantee you, if you're honest with it, she she's going to help. Totally. She wants, she, yeah, she wants Absolutely. to help. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and if you're a wife out there listening to this, and it sounds like we're describing your partner. find a way to bring it up to him even if you even if it's to say i need you to listen to this with me or i need you to listen to this like Mm -hmm. this is important you should really listen to this you know let let scarlet and i do the heavy lifting for you you know and then he comes back and listens to listens to it and he comes back to you and says well and then you can ask him questions like did any of that resonate with you (laughs) did that sound familiar Mm -hmm. you know like that's what I've been trying to tell you. That's how you make me feel. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyone out there who listens to this, if this episode helps you, I would love to hear from you. Yeah. You know, whether it helps in a way where the light bulb goes off, goes on, or it gives you some clarity or some understanding, or it's helped you and your husband or you and your wife get over a rough patch please reach out to me because I know a lot of people out there deal with this, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's why I really wanted to, to do this and just kind of put it out there just to get people talking about it. Because if we're talking about it, then we can work on ways to find a resolution and to find a way to get couples to stop dealing with it, to find a way to get husbands to stop treating their wife like a kink dispenser, finding a way to be consistent in your message and consistent in your delivery and consistent in your practice Mm -hmm. of this lifestyle, because we do this because we know how wonderful this lifestyle can be. Yes. But we also see that sometimes there are people who just cannot get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to help people get out of their own way so that they can enjoy all the beautiful things that this lifestyle has to offer. So with that being said, Scarlett, do you have anything that you'd like to add before we sign off?
0: No, I I think that was a great closing thought and I really appreciate getting the chance to talk with you and and be on this episode and Maybe you'll you'll hear from me again <laughs> this weekend. Maybe you won't. Yeah. Maybe I'll be too busy. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be I'm sure I'll be
1: hearing you as I walk the halls. Oh my goodness <laughs> like, gracious! <laughs>
0: yes, you likely yeah, will.
1: Yeah, Scarlett <laughs> is becoming quite infamous at these splash events, so it's 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 going to be fun.
0: Well, we'll at least catch you on the recap for sure. No, so.
1: a- absolutely, yes. absolutely. So, with that being said, again, before I get out of here. From the bottom of my heart, I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters. You guys know, and I can never say it enough, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do any of this if it, if it were not for you. So thank you for your continued support. Thank you for your belief in what I do. And thank you for encouraging me to, to keep it going. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, thank you for listening. Hopefully this will be the episode that gets you to say, you know what? Hey, we like what that Michael C. guy is doing and we want to help him continue doing what he's doing um so with all that being said i'm your host michael c this has been another episode of he said she said installment on the keys and podcast and i want to thank my hostess scarlet and we are at splash and we are signing off and we will see you next go around peace